to the HODL cast. Today we have a very special guest, uh, Rare Skrilla or DJJ Skrilla. Um, and we're going to talk all about the uh, Rare Pepe NFTs and the new platform. I guess it's not that new anymore. Uh, the Fake Rare Directory. So, What's up, uh, Sasha? Thanks for having me here. <laughs> Fun uh, Saturday night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, can you kind of give an overview of what the rare pepes were and how it morphed into or developed into the fake rare directory yeah um let's see the rare pepes are an iconic uh crypto collectible started in 2016 in september by a guy named mike who was uh kind of like an anon um you know guy in a telegram chat who was into xcp and uh Basically, um, I wasn't around when it started, but from what I understand, he put the initial card in the Telegram group um, as like, this is my picture of the Nakamoto card, the Rare Pepe, card number one, and created 300 tokens and put them on um, XCP, like Counter Wallet, uh, which is like wallet.counterwallet.io, which is like the bare bones of uh, Counterparty. So like there was no image on that site the image was on telegram and he kind of associated that the art is this token with this uh, or this picture in telegram where it was hosted and uh the you know the token combined as a medium so it was like you could right click save that um rare pepe obviously and put it in your you know jpeg folder but to have the actual art that he put out was a combination of the token, which kind of like was like provably like I made this in September or whatever date, uh, 2016, this is the image. And then it kind of like gradually like, you know, from there, it like really spiraled. Um, people, you know, he minted a shitcoin card and Mt. Gox card and, um, yeah, and after that, like, people just wanted to create Pepe's and, you know, do all, you know, it was kind of like a play on Spells of Genesis, I think. Um, and, uh, yeah, actually, right from the get-go, even, like, uh, there was a Bitcoin talk thread where uh, there's two Gox Pepe's that were minted, like, the same day within 10 hours of each other. And there was almost, you know, that's how the directory actually got spun up, the website, because they wanted to make it like this is the rare Pepe's over here and the other Gox Pepe, which is now um, considered kind of like a fake rare, not fake rare part of our fake rares, but the original (laughs) fake rares, which I guess we can get into later. But um, there was like a little debate about that. So like, you know, it's almost forked almost immediately, but um, the directory kind of preserved what the rare Pepe's were. They got scientists together, scientists, and it was all just kind of like an ironic joke fun poking fun at like ICOs uh you know memes and you know as it expanded it you know got into um you know art and a lot more stuff you know people tried adding utility to it and all that what's that what's that first Pepe um worth today um at least 100 ETH uh you know I think I think right now actually it's more like around like 120 130 ETH Maybe I don't know how much ETH is worth right now, but I think it's around three hundred thirty thousand dollars, like a floor price for that card. Which they've always been expensive, really. Like, what did it go for back in the day? I can't remember exactly. I want to say like fifty bucks or something. Like, and how many were there? There's three hundred of them, which is a lot of money back in two thousand sixteen before anybody was buying these things like that. So, I mean, I remember like having a chance to buy one. You know, when I was like the hundredth person in that chat in that Telegram group, and I remember, you know, I actually got the Gox, the card two and three, the shitcoin card and the Gox Pepe because the rare Pepe was too much. I got the Gox Pepe and shitcoin card for like you know two or three bucks or something. Worth the fifty dollars was too much. To yeah, spend. <laughs> it was like too much to spend. It was like crazy. Like I'm gonna spend fifty dollars on this, but then, you know, as you get in the community and you start, I don't know, it just became like a whole 
real like intellectual meme ironic like it's a bunch of there was a bunch of like smart people in there in the chat like just kind of like exploring what to do with all of this i mean it, it was really like if you go back and look at the telegram chat um i think like the ideas that were like just coming out were pretty crazy it wasn't just about memes and blockchain and bitcoin but it was just kind of like just the whole like community was really just on some like real edgy you know fun um i don't know just it was just a different time um was it like an I know it wasn't, so I shouldn't even ask this, but like, uh, you know, the Pepe turned into like an alt-right sig signal. Was there anything like that in the chat? I mean, yeah, you have some alt-right people coming in and out of there. I mean, alt-right, I don't even know what the alt-right yeah. is. Like a, but there would be definitely be people like hard-right coming in there. Um, not a lot, you know, a few here and there, but most, you know, I would say like 99, 98% of the community was just like, you know, just crypto traders at first it was just crypto traders it was just that was what it was because telegram the meme was pepe the internet the meme was pepe reddit pepe like anywhere you you know pepe was the meme um you know a lot of different communities have adopted pepe as their you know icon or mascot at different points um you know definitely during that uh election time the you know september the rare pepes were launched and Maybe four or five weeks later, like Hillary Clinton had put out a hit piece on hit piece on Pepe, which just made us laugh because I mean it's like we're all in there and I mean there was more hard left people than hard right people in that chat for sure. I mean this was a how many people were in the chat at that time? Probably like two or three hundred people when like Hillary Clinton came out um, on her website. I mean if you don't know, like you can look it up like the front page of her website while she's like a few weeks away from. You know, the actual election, she puts the frog on there and says how it's bad. And it really was just like a Streisand effect. I, I really think that, that that what she did lost her the election. Um, I think it was just so silly. And uh, it just really like... You really think that, that that's what made her lose? The I Pepe? I, I, I do. I think like, like, I really believe in memetics. And like, I really do think this frog is like... Is a bit magic. <laughs> it's yeah. It's a. Uh, um, it's anybody can meme it. Like I, I said this before, and I don't know if I got this from somewhere, but I've definitely been saying it for a while. Is like Pepe is a mirror, and it's just a fact. Like um, that's all it is. Like you know the Hong Kong elections or whatever in 2019. It was used by the pro democracy people. Like it was used by a fringe group of alt writers. You know whatever the media tells you in you know the fall of 2016 right after we started using it. And that was like a big thing. So like, I remember I was purposefully drawing like hip hop Pepe's and stuff just to like, <laughs> be like get it out of the, <laughs> like, this is just bullshit. Like, um, how many Pepe's did you make? <clears throat> uh, over 30. So I made, I think like, I think I minted like 27 or eight of my own. And then I did collabs like people hired me to make them pepes so like a lot of people weren't artists in that group early on so they would like hire you to make cards like i made the x chain card for j-dog um i made a uh one for buddha that's like a play on clockwork orange i made one for sean one of the scientists that was like a boys to men pepe and then yeah i'm you know i minted a lot of like hip-hop pepes like jay-z and mf doom and run dmc uh, a tribe called Quest, you know, because, you know, I was um, I was definitely a DJ at that time. I wouldn't call myself a DJ now, but um, especially even in the Telegram group, I was always like dropping videos and me and Joe Looney were like always like talking about hip hop and like even Joe like meant to like the Mob D Pepe and he might have done the still Pepe as well, the one um, with the Dre and For Snoop. anyone that doesn't know, what was Joe Looney's role in it? So Joe's like the godfather of crypto collectibles um he's the one that started the rare pepe wallet so like i said mike started <clears throat> that first telegram you know just dropped the image in the telegram group there was nowhere to host the picture at the time he then spun up a website and then um joe then made a wallet which was like he had made a uh, some kind of bitcoin i forget what it's called like btc pay wallet or something like that and he kind of just forked his code 
and um, made the Rare Pepe wallet, and that really changed the game. Like even today, like the Rare Pepe wallet is ahead of almost every NFT project out there. I think you know you could do gift cards. There's a, it's really like a crypto collectible like uh, wallet. Put, putting music on them was pretty novel at the time. Yeah, I mean the unlockable content stuff. You know the you know John Villars who R.I.P. made a bunch of like crazy assets of rare pepes in there like gameable ones and like a million like the million website nft thing that you see um you know he did that in the pepes um even like so like i come from like a baseball card and record collecting background so like when you go into the rare pepe wallet it makes sense for somebody who's like a collector because i mean like i said it has like a big board on it which literally is like a, a rip off from like a baseball card shop when you go in you see the big board where people go and like put their cards up and they're like, you know, you can bid on them or you can buy now type thing. And like the record store takes a cut or the baseball card place would take a cut. But, but the Pepe but Pepe's didn't. didn't. That's a, what, another great thing is like, this is all community run, no money, no ICO injection. Like it was all just like make it, build it and they will come type thing. And like Joe made a rare Pepe wallet and never took a single cut from it like that's still 100 percent like novel idea today because but everyone gave him a card like as they didn't all give him a card it was just he had a an address at the bottom like donate if you feel like this is dope type thing like it doesn't say that but that's pretty much what it is like you like this donate so um you know even like mike you know mike was the scientist that i dealt with a lot where I would send him my cards first and be like, do you like this? Or is this going to be approved? And gets approved and you send him a card, like, thank you. Like, these guys are, like, breaking their backs to, like, run this site. And they're not making any money off it. Like, you know, um, I think almost every every site that I know of makes money. Like, even OpenSea makes 2.5% at least. Um, you know, SuperRare is taking a cut. You know, everything is taking a cut. Um, these guys weren't taking a cut. It was literally just, like, a fun thing. And they weren't traded for much. They were traded for like, you know, a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars. Like somebody just tweeted out the other day how when I first put the DJ Pepe's in the market, I put 10 of them up for 0.75 XCP each, which was probably like 375 a piece. Like God. I think XCP was like five dollars at the time. So like, you know, like we weren't in it to like make money. It was just like a fun thing. And at that time, what is DJ Pepe worth now? Uh, I think the last sale was like around 15 or 16 ETH uh, that I saw, um, you know, 0.8 Bitcoin. I think I just saw it sell for. What's its high? <clears throat> I don't know. I think around 60, something like that, 1,000. Um, but, you know, I distributed most of them pretty early on. Um, I used to give them away. I used to, I got the conferences. And to me. <laughs> I gave, gave her one. Two, I think, even. Um, but... Like what? Like so? Like we were, you know, there was a kind of like a a little mini bull run for like altcoins and a little bit of Bitcoin during that summer of t- 2016. Uh, it had been dead in like 2015 when I started like trading and um. But then that fall, I remember like, I remember specifically like uh, this coin called BitShares. Like everybody was really into. Um, just dropped out. Like it went down really. F- bad like and all the altcoins like just fell hard and like we were a lot of us were on poloniex trading in the troll box which is where i heard about this was poloniex and um yeah so that like during that like you know the end of 2016 it was like kind of a lull in the market and traders weren't able to trade really unless you were like shorting or something and uh that was like the time to create pepes and we really just like I mean, wasted, you know, at the time it was a wasting time. Now it's considered not, but we were just trading back and forth and joking. And like I said, it just like kind of just like everybody's chatting in that group just about like really off the wall blockchain stuff and world <laughs> event stuff. And I mean, you can see like how the series goes, like kind of what we were talking about in the chat. Like, you know, at first, the first like three or four series is a lot of like making fun of crypto celebrities and stuff like that, um, a lot of um, pol- political ones, uh, you know, left and right. Um, then it got into more like 
kind of like iconic stuff you know like it had like a lot of like music ones come in and then art ones a lot a lot of art plays and like around like series like eight nine ten is when like you started seeing like the real like art ones start coming in and as that grew i mean you look at like the you know series 20s and 30s like they're mostly based more on like art cards like you didn't see as many low effort cards getting in and even at that point like you see like trash art's a big thing now and uh that was started a couple of years ago and you know it's basically just taking like images that could you know you didn't own and just putting it on things and you know selling it and making like you know remixes or just kind of like basically like trolling the art world and really like the early pepes especially like they were that like they were taking pepes that were popular in like 4chan or reddit or telegram and taking those images and just slapping it on a card and like just writing some text on it and you know doing not doing much to it um but they tell the story of like what was going on at that time and you can really see the evolution of like that that time i think rare pepes lasted 18 months and why did, why did it stop i think the scientists just got overwhelmed by the by the time that like i think it was like uh like maybe like spring of 2018 when it stopped it was just uh i think like the original community had kind of like died down and it was just a lot of submissions coming in i think they were just probably just overwhelmed it actually stopped after 1000 cards for a while and then it got spun back up after maybe like a month lull or so so like every once in a while you'd have like a lull in the in, in between series where it's like, are these going to keep going? Like, it was no ever, like, you know, plan, like, oh, we're going to do this many cards, this many series. So it was, um, you know, even me, I got, like, burnt out by, like, series 20. Like, I, I don't think I put, what, like, one or two more cards in the directory after that because it was just, you know, new people coming in and, you know, super rare and all that stuff started popping up. So you had, like... People started making different communities, and you started seeing like people just splinter off, and then the gas the ga the gas fees on Bitcoin were like fifteen dollars to like trade, and when we started they were like pennies, like thirteen cents, eight cents, five cents, and so at the time you know it was kind of like oh we're really trading these cards that we're selling for five dollars and spending fifteen dollars on a transaction fee it just wasn't doable, so there would be like slow periods in that um, aspect and. You know, people were marketing Ethereum as like, oh, you can go over here for free and, you know, do these trades. So there was people definitely uh, hyping that up as well. And then what what happened after after <clears throat> after the directory closed? It kind of seemed like Counterparty. Well, it was still popping for the Bitcoins game, but it seemed like it was kind of after... The, the Bitcoin game lasted four years, and during that four-year period... Uh, so not yeah. much else happened on Counterparty. Yeah, I mean, Bitcoins started in February of 2018, which was like towards the end of Rare Pepe. And um, I definitely, yeah, we got involved in that, um, which, you know, I think Bitcoins is a super overlooked community. They, they lasted four years. They just ended their, their game. Uh, a lot of cool cards in that one, too. But yeah, that kind of was the only thing going for a while. And um, you had Memory Chain and Oasis. They were like Japanese-based, like Rare Pepe's. Not Rare Pepe's, but there was a lot of Pepe influence in there and some Pepe artists doing that. And you had, um, <clears throat> what was the other one? Um, there was another one. Um, oh, the so after the Pepe directory closed, Need Money, who was a big Rare Pepe collector, he's like probably the most diamond-handed collector of all time, uh, started up. I forget the name of it, but basically just some kind of like Pepe thing that he tried. But by that time, the community just kind of didn't get with it. And uh, XEP, yeah, just had a lull. Like, especially in 2019 and the early part of 2020, like there was not a lot of activity except for like the Bitcoin stuff going on. Um, and even that was slow for a while. Um, I remember like just randomly every once in a while I'd go on and like buy some rare Pepe's because I'd, I had some Pepe cash left over, and I mean, I remember scooping like a Dan Dark Pill Pepe for like I think like forty thousand Pepe cash in twenty nineteen, which 
what's the you know it was not that? much money and like I I think the cheapest one for sale right now is like you know a hundred thousand dollars or so like it was ri- ridiculous like so like you know if you were buying rare pepes in 2019 early 2020 you were getting some great deals and you know that the, when in the market just took back off towards the end of 2020 it really didn't start yeah, taking how did off. It, how did that market develop again? Because, like, it, it went from all of a sudden they weren't worth very much to... So, I, I think I... So, NFTs got really big and popular towards the end of 2020. Um, you know, Clubhouse popped up and people were talking about them. You had a lot of, like, SEO marketing people come in. You had a lot of big names start coming in, celebrities. And, you know... End of 2020, also, you had uh, Art Basel had, was recognizing it and stuff like that. But um, the thing that got Rare Pepe's off was when Token Angels bought the Homer Pepe. And once that... How much did they buy it for? 75K uh, or something? No, it was less than that. I don't, even, I don't really want to talk. I don't know what if, if it's documented what he paid for it. But he, um, he got the, the Homer Pepe for a steal, basically. And and what was the significance of the Homer Pepe? So the Homer Pepe basically was is the like kind of like the landmark of all crypto art because the Homer Pepe there's a conference in 2018 uh, the first like crypto art major conference it was called um, Rare AF Rare Art Festival and you know they expected a couple hundred people maybe to come and end up being like four or five hundred people standing room only in New York and at that conference they had an auction so like everybody was kind of like drinking during the day a little bit and then the auction happened at night after all these talks and everybody's like fired up and they're supposed to have a bunch of different auctions I think but it ended up only being like rare pepes and then they had to <laughs> shut it down because they had to be out there by like six or seven o'clock and you know, DJ Pepe was auctioned off, Pepe Basquiat, Salvador Pepe, but then the Homer Pepe was auctioned off, and it was one of seven one-of-one cards, and it just became like a bidding war in there. They are using Pepe Cash to bid, and the guy that ended up winning it was not in the Pepe community. I don't even think he knew what he bought. He was just so <laughs> hyped up and wrapped up in what was going on, and he was um, like a marketing guy. And he bought it, and he paid like thirty five, thirty six thousand dollars for the Pepe, for the Homer Pepe. And you know, there's Sotheby's and Christie's representatives at this place. There's art people. There's like people from all over. And there's like, what the hell just happened? Like somebody just paid this much money for a card. Well, that made headlines for sure, and that probably was the most expensive Pepe at the time. You know, there would there had been five figure Pepes like in the Telegram auctions and stuff, like leading up to that so it wasn't that absurd to some of the pepes but the homer pepe wasn't considered the main one of one like there was the the pizza pepe pizza was probably one of the most iconic ones and the only one pepe which was the first one of one pepe in the set were probably deemed like more cultish at the time but when that guy bought homer pepe it made headlines and that's what made headlines when you look at the rare af festival they're like, somebody pays this much money for a derivative frog green homer. And they're like, what the fuck? And everybody's scratching their head. So that became like the thing. And I think it showed people that people are, are like willing to pay money for these things um, at the very basic level, obviously. And, um, you know, then like super rare people started buying on super yeah, rare. Yeah, well, remember when the Crypto Kitty sold for like 150k at that yeah, and that was, yeah sure and that was that like, was insane sitting there watching like, that was like summer of 2018 and yeah somebody paid a hundred like twenty thousand dollars a group of people i think online paid it for that crypto kitties so you started seeing that stuff happen and um so yeah the the homer pepe sold for that and that's why like the homer pepe is kind of looked at as like you know the most valuable pepe for sure and you know probably one of the probably a priceless artifact now because of what the nfts have become um it's definitely the most expensive one of one uh yeah so that you know at the end of 2020 that happened token angels got that and then from there you started seeing like a lot of the nft collectors from ethereum start jumping into telegrams and dming and trying to buy people's wallets they're trying to buy the nakamoto rare pepe 
they were trying to buy like you know some of the rare pepes and you know a lot of them were actually buying like wallets of artists they were like, coming in and like offering like six figures for artists wallets and some some people sold and uh some people didn't and then up going in from 21 to 22 i mean you just saw rare pepes skyrocket i mean at the beginning of 2021 i think the Nakamoto card was selling for around like three to eight thousand dollars, and now you know it sold as much as six hundred thousand dollars, and it's sitting around like three hundred now. So, and it's looked at, you know, <laughs> for, for JPEGs and frogs. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, of Nakamoto. You know, it's it's got a lot of memes in it because it's it's Dorian Nakamoto, aka you know the meme of Satoshi Nakamoto. It's green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's on bitcoin it's the first uh you know i look at rare pepes as like really the the beginning of tokenized crypto art because that you know you had spells of genesis and you had some like you know early stuff that like people trying for sure um you know from kevin mccoy's stuff on Namecoin to uh you know um even like you know there's a lot of like little hobbies things going on but it was rare Pepe's where the first artists could come in and create in the community. And the most important thing was the artists were also the collectors and they, that there was not collectors really before that, um, you know, spells of Genesis minorly, but really only a few cards. Like the, the community for spells of Genesis was like upset with how that was going because they were basically like kind of like stalling out and not, um, you know, they're just releasing, like, ICO cards after a while, and um, the community kind of got fed up. And that's kind of, like, what, you know, prompted Rare Pepe. And just the fact that it was, like, Americans, people from England, Japan, Venezuela, et cetera, it was just a worldwide thing where, you know, you, you didn't have that anywhere else. And that's really what crypto art became and should be. It's, like, a, kind of, like, a decentralized community of just artists and collectors and wasn't really any was you know as an open door to anybody you just couldn't do any uh not safe for work or like x-rated cards for the most part and they would get accepted very cool and now how did uh how did that turn or how did the fake rare directory get started so i guess like the Going back to the beginning of this interview, like, so like you had fake rares, like almost immediately from the beginning of Rare Pepe's, you had what was called fake rares. And even when I jumped in, like I was in, in there after about two weeks that Rare Pepe's had been going, um, you had people like putting fake rares in there and that's what they were called. Like, it was like not rare. It's like, even on the Rare Pepe wallet, if you have XCP assets that aren't Rare Pepe's and you click on it, it has like a not rare logo you know like it was or a, a fake rare logo um so that was always a thing like fake rares um many people tried to spin up rare pepe competitors or like derivatives at during those times like there was at least four or five ethereum ones that tried to get spun up um like i said the xcp one right after that need money tried to spin up and there was just never any you know, traction with most of them. And it was always because like people looked at like the rare Pepe's had to be on XCP. They had to be scientifically approved by the, the scientists. It was just all like a meme, you know? <laughs> and uh, so, you know, when 2021's going on and rare Pepe's are getting collected and XCP's kind of pop it again. And um, the chat was like, how many people are in that chat now? There's like 2,000 people in that chat, in the Rare Pepe chat, and you got the XCP chat. And what are the rules to the chat? You're not allowed to share anything except for Rare Pepe. So like if you put a fake Rare in there, you know, you get kicked. Or and you get did muted. that maybe happen to you? Yeah, so I was just <laughs> clowning around and, you know, I had made a fake Rare um, that I actually made the art and I just put it, it was like a meme. You know, it was called daddy builds them or whatever it ended up being called freedom Keck. it was a picture like a world war ii picture that i redid um and this guy dave asked me back in the day he's like yo can i mint this i'll give you half of them 
I was like, sure. And so he submitted it to the Rare Pepe directory, and it got denied. I don't know why it got denied. I didn't even, like, it wasn't even on my radar, to be honest with you. Like, it's like years later passed, and I look at my wallet, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I got these things. These are, these are pretty cool. Like, they're not part of the Rare Pepe collection, but, I, you know, I was always, I always liked the meme. And so I put it in the chat, just kind of, kind of like, you know, to spark some stuff up. Like, I, I like trolling. <laughs> so, like, I just put it in the chat. And I was like, the next, like, whatever address is, I'll send you one of these. And I got, like, muted, like, immediately by a buddy of mine. And, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't talk in the chat. I could only, like, read only. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. So I use that as, like, a thing to, like, launch pad fake rares, basically. Um, I told a buddy, and I was like, yo, tell, tell that chat, anybody who shares this card in there, it'll be a proof of banned card because you get banned. I shared chat. it though. They didn't ban me. They banned most people. Like <laughs> I think like fifty people went in there and shared it. And I started a Telegram chat. They all came in, and you know a lot of the rare Pepe scientists, a lot of the community members, a lot of the you know big crypto art people all joined quickly, and it just went crazy. I mean, I had no idea what was going to happen. You know, that whole summer leading up to it, I had people in my ear saying like, "Yo, we should start some." Pepe's on XCP, we should do this, we should do that. And it was just never like an opportune time to really do it and make it work, I didn't think. So And it was like the whole NFT market was gonna happen with no Bitcoin, even though it all started on Bitcoin, everything was on Ethereum and then developing on these other chains. And it just seemed kind of a shame that Bitcoin, you know, had this technology that works great and no one knows about it. Yeah, I mean it was just like a Streisand effect that, you know, a few rare Pepe people were like upset that people were creating new rare, rare Pepe's in 2021. And that was like the meme. It was like, Oh no, it's illegal to create rare Pepe's in 2021 and put them (laughs) like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like you want us to put them on Ethereum or put them on XCP where they belong. And this is, everybody wants to do it. And it took a while for a few people to come around. Um, we definitely have a couple of haters still, but we need them. Like they're like the fuel to our, to our directory. Um, so what happened? The first, like, how does the tokenomics of fake rares work? So, yeah, so quickly, I mean, the idea just spun up in the chat. Um, it was September 22nd, I believe, of 2021. We just... I remember you are sitting in our bathroom arguing. You were like, what the heck? I just got banned. Yeah, I was, like, pumped up. It was, like, a real, like, energy-filled day because, like, I was, like banned by my buddy like you know who was at my house like two like days the day before, before or something like, yeah um but it was funny too like it was just a fun thing like you know it's just tr- we were trolling each other like i knew that you know it, like the rare pepe each other nobody's bigger than the rare pepe so you got to follow the rules like even the scientists have to follow the rules um it was you know it was all good um you're back in the chat after yeah like of a course day. Yeah, yeah yeah but um yeah, it was just basically like we were talking in the chat and we're like, let's spin up a card. And we made, uh, I made, I don't know how it all really started. I have to go back in the chat and look. But I mean, the first card of the set is Series Zero. And that's the Freedom Cat card, which is the card that was shared. It's like the pr- proof of ban card. So that's like card number one, basically, in the directory. And then we were like, all right, well, let's start a series. How do we do this? And, you know, our, people just started creating Pepe's and they were sharing them in the chat and we're like oh shit well that, that's good that's good let's put that as card one let's well put that as what card about two. the the yeah. 20 tokens oh yeah and so even torch. before that yeah it's like we did come up with some rules and um basically all right yeah so we so in rare pepe you needed pepe cash to get into the directory um you had to like burn pepe cash etc to get into the directory that was like a spam mechanism so that not anybody can just submit and get in you had to like have a little bit of you know work and effort to get in so for this one um we made fake asf card um and basically i was just like yo let's just get the community and we'll make a card and i started it off and i put it in there and then people just added their memes to it and we had over 20 artists add to it and basically became the community created card i minted it and the idea was that that card was going to be series one card one 
Series Zero cart, you know, like those would be for like the old fake rares, the ones that didn't get in the directory and just like old XCP assets that never made it into a directory. And Series One started like the new fake rares. So card one is like a deflationary asset where there was two, 2,000 of them made and we airdropped them or gave them away, whatever you want to say, to the first, first 100 people that um, you know gave their XCP addresses. So everybody who got that got 20 of the, the cards and they were able to distribute to their friends or create, etc. And the idea was that you don't burn this card. There's a new function in uh, XCP called destroy which takes away from the total supply. So it started out at 2,000, and now five months later, we're at like 1,763, I think. Um, so 250 plus, or 240 plus, what, am I, what math? My math is off. Over 250 fake ASF basically have been burned. So we must be at like, oh, you know, we're at like 1,693 or 1,673. Um, How many series have you had? We've had five, we're on series six just starting, but uh, some people like, to get like card 21 in series one or to get card 50 people put up like bids to like bid like some people destroyed like 20 some oh, fake wow. asfs to get their card in at one point but going back like so that that community card was distributed and then you needed the fake asf to get into the directory so then i had an idea for the torch basically so fake torch is card two and that's the only one of one you have to that one of the rules in fake rares is that you have to have at least 21 issued and no more than 10,000 issued. The old rules of Rare Pepe was 100 to 100,000. So we kind of like squeezed it a little bit. And um, it's the only one of one card. So it's like a gamified card where you pass it every week or two and you get to put a card in series zero. So it's kind of like a gamified like asset card number two that nobody ever really keeps and that it's passed around to like trusted members of the community so you got to be in the community to kind of get it and then you're able to like put a card in series zero without destroying a fake asf and just to like keep the community on its toes like have fun with it some people gamify it um it's been actually a pretty fun thing somebody held it one time for like a month and a half we thought it was lost um so really then card three is the knock the Fakamoto, which is done and it was put in the directory because you know they put it in the chat and uh, everybody's like oh this is great it was like a play on the nakamoto card and that was kind of like the theme of, like the first series like it happened pretty quick i mean it happened so quick that i i wasn't even able to create a pepe to put it in in, <laughs> in the directory um that people were kind of like playing on like the old fake the old rare pepes and just like faking them out but then it be, just became a thing and like people really wanted to create and we had to kind of like start curating it more. And uh, I mean, we started getting a ton of submissions and this became like a full-time job, like out of nowhere. And so like I had to like, and I got like my my friends, like I'm like people that didn't even know about crypto like, to this level. And I was like, yo, I need you to spin up a website for me. Yo, I need you to help me do this. Like then, you know, some people from the community like uh, Fake Annie and Indelible especially like, came in and you know they were a huge help um are a huge help um so basically we had this website it was a wordpress site it was terrible it was janky just like rare pepes but you know that was like the whole idea we we're just copying I, we even copied the text word for word from rare pepe and put it on our site and just change it to fakes like <laughs> it was just a copy like we we're just like we we're trying to preserve rare pepes we had like you know, the creator of Rare Pepe's Mike making memes for us, like not asking him. He was just into it. Like at first he was like, I don't know about this, but he, then he saw what was going on. I think he liked it. Then you had uh, Joe Looney came in and made a fake Rare wallet for us, which is skin the Rare Pepe wallet and made the fake Rare it, wallet. Didn't he post the other day on Twitter that no one would accept his card anymore? <laughs> no, no, that was fake news. He, he got rejected by the dinks. Um, I mean, we had so many submissions that a dank rare directory then got spun up, which was like, you know, like the Kmart of like Pepe's, which, you know, at first that's what it was. But now they have like crazy submissions coming in. So many that they're now rejecting people. So like Re rejecting Joe Looney of all people. Yeah, rejecting like Joe Looney. <laughs> um, 
So, but there's a because it was a Bill Cosby card, I guess. <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, it's not. It's not a bad card. It's in our. It's, our, it's in our directory. Yeah. Um. Then you have. Uh, I yeah. I could foresee for sure like a, something spinning off that where there's another you know rare Pepe director. I mean, then you have like Pepe. Now since that started, outfits. yeah. Well, now since that started, you have Pepe Mon, you have Funchkins and Munchkins and Fockheads, and um drooling apes um other kind of some kind of other ape card uh you have the puny codes you have all types of derivative projects and like original projects and just artists minting like one of ones or minting outside of any directory on xcp so like the last five months i think i saw that uh, i forget the number but it was like a t like i think 25 percent of all XCP assets have been created in the last like five months. Wow. Then was created in the first eight years. I mean, XCP is like blown up. And um, like, so in the six series of the of the fake rares, how much money has been like spent on them? I mean, millions of dollars. I mean, you, you know, there's over six million dollars at least that have been collected on fake rares. And again, like we take none of that money. Like honestly, I've spent more money on this than <laughs> I've made. Just like keeping the website up and uh, maintaining peace and order and all that stuff. But um, to be honest with you, though, like it's also a whole another chapter to this. Is that I, I think I was getting into it, is that we had this janky website we had this janky proton email to submit to and then you know i got robbed um my website got st stolen from me the email got stolen from me and this like eastern european gang called the faca nostra took over and they they run the website and in fact there's been a few different instances where they run the website and then we we had Ghostface Killick from Wu Tang Clan come in and actually overthrow them for Series Four, um, where Ghostface then curated you know Series Four, and then he went on tour and then Lafaka snuck in and like stole the website back. So like right now Lafaka's running it and like I don't have as much to do with it anymore. It's really just like Lafaka Nostra and I don't know who they are. Um, you know, people try to hit me up and be like, oh, I'm submitting Pepe's to you. And I'm like, all right, I ain't got nothing to do with it. Pepe looks great, but you got to make sure you get it through LaFaca. Um, so, you know, there's a whole element of like WWE wrestling involved uh, that we that, that I think is fun. And it goes along nice before DJ Pepe must really appreciate it. Yeah, there's, there's a fake DJ Pepe that, I mean, that's that was a whole other thing where like, I mean, we could get into a lot of things where, like, sub-assets, like, we've really utilized sub-assets, which is a thing on XCP throughout this set, like, to get, in, for Series 3 to start, LaFaca, that's, I think, when LaFaca Nostra took over the whole directory, they said they weren't going to start uh, Series 3 until 21 sub-assets from each creator were created in honor of them, so... And just for anyone that doesn't know, what's a sub-asset? Basically, when you create... You know, a smart contract, XCP is a smart contract. It's one smart contract um, on Bitcoin. It's the second layer on Bitcoin. So you're minting on Bitcoin, but the metadata and everything is like parsed through XCP. So the sub-assets are like, you can't create a sub-asset unless you own the original asset. So it's kind of like a, its own directory almost. And you can like do different things. Like I'm not going to get into all the technicals, but it's a real like kind of groundbreaking thing that, you know, most... And it gives the holder a, a benefit. Like it's, <clears throat> I don't want to use the word dividend or anything, but no. like it, it adds, you get more cards basically from your Well, you can card. just, if you own a card in the set, then you can, you know, receive other cards just by owning that card. And um, that's kind of what happened is like LaFaca came in and said, pay your homage, homage to me. And uh, there was 42 plus uh, assets created in honor of LaFaca Nostra, which are crazy in itself, which could be a whole nother set and series. And then from there, other people started, you know, sub-assets have been a huge thing. I mean, even some of the main cards that are accepted are sub-assets of, like, rare Pepe's. Um, then, I mean, you just recently had the purple Pepe 
subacid. So Series 6, Lafaca demanded that it slowed down because Series 5 went really quick. It came out in like a week and a half, which Series 4 took like a month and a half to come out. So they slowed down and they demanded all purple Pepe's come out. And I think um, there's been over 20 purple Pepe subacids. And I'm probably speaking like a different language, like I get it. But if you come in and you'll see what I'm talking about, you come in the chat and you kind of start collecting there and you kind of get it. Um, so basically like people took derivatives of their cards and did some purple aspect to it in some way. Um, and that all kind of came from like this purple Pepe that I created in series three, I think, um, which was like a, uh, you know, a troll to somebody, you know, it was like a troll card. Like we had some haters talking big about how fake rares is like this crazy idea that blah, blah, blah. And so I had to make a card about it. I, I chose the color purple because I feel like purple is just like an enlightened color and all that stuff. So it kind of, the purple's theme has really started playing out in, in this series, which is fun. And then um, I would get back to the, the DJ Pepe. Um, the fake DJ Pepe was made. So the original DJ Pepe, I created it from my, like based on my favorite scratch DJ, which is DJ Cuber, who's like the godfather of, you know, scratch music in my opinion um which is turntablism and yeah uh so when he came in i saw him come into the the series the you know nft space in the summer of 2021 and i was like oh, okay like i need to reach out to a mutual friend i was like yo has does he know about dj pepe because you know i basically just colored him green as dj pepe and like put some stuff to it and you know he his he said, yo, he's a big fan, like all this shit. And I was like, oh, this is crazy. Like, it's, you know, it just, it was nuts. Like, I, we started working on a collab for like Super Rare, actually. And the, um, the fake rares hadn't started yet. And the, like, right around there, the fake rares started, like, right after, like, we started talking. And I was like, yo, do you want to do this fake rare DJ Pepe one? And basically, it was like a whole 360 where, you know, Qbert. I show the the card is actually DJ Pepe turning into Cubert or Cubert turning into DJ Pepe or whatever you, however you want to look at it or and um Cubert wrote you know, like all the text for it and all that stuff and DJ Pepe's had an unlockable you know music playlist since 2016 and the fake DJ Pepe has one as well and it actually has Q, some Cubert uh, mixes in there and some of the fake rare communities music in there uh, so again, it's like kind of paying homage to the DJ Pepe, but uh, it's just like a 360 that happened with this whole thing because it's like here I am working with Cuber and like you know we've done a couple things now like you know consider Cuber like a homeboy now like like which is nuts just through you know the DJ Pepe's and the fake rares and he's like now like created sub assets and he's creating new cards and he's all like into it so. You know, it, it's pretty cool, like, how that, that's come in. I mean, we had Ghostface Killer come in and create, you know, me, Hansel, and Indelible made five cards for him. And, you know, he was super on board and came in and played along with, like, the whole, like, wrestling, you know, LaFaca out of their seat, their power position. <laughs> Re you know, recorded a bunch of audio for it. And, you know, it was cool. Um so yeah, it's pretty wild actually. You know, we've had a lot of Ethereum NFT people start coming over and collecting. You've got a lot of like big artists coming in. Um, there's an artist named Searlight who's like the top selling super rare artist of all time. And super rare is like the biggest, you know, NFT one of one crypto art platform. And uh, they came in and created a fake rare and, you know, it's like the most highly collected card now uh very expensive to get you pretty much can't get it nobody's sell it to you um you know you got like people like uh ack who's another big artist um there's a lot of artists that have come in that are just kind of killing it and then there's fake rares like the artists that have just developed in the community that like weren't even part of the nft community period like you got like coit you got like Pepinardo, you got T Wade. I could go on and on. You got a ton of different artists, but Pepinardo in particular is like a painter that 
has a pretty like nice career. Like I don't even know, you know, he's he's Anon, but I know that he does something. But he makes these Pepe's, and he put a Pepe on Twitter right when Fake Rares launched, and asked, "Oh, where should I mint this?" Like you know, just getting into NFTs apparently. And somebody was like, "Oh, you should check out Fake Rares." He joined the community, you know, and he fit right in. And now he's like, you know, killing it, like galleries and all that stuff, like with his with his Pepe's. Um, so it's cool. Like we've got like a mix of like old, like a lot of the OG Pepe's that creators, you know, from Theo to Joe to Crypto Chainer to Indel to Rare Designer to Robness myself you know there's been mt tk there's i mean there's like 15 20 rare pepe artists at least like mr hansley easy b it's probably closer to 30 or 35 actually that i've created um and then you got all these new people that have created on there then you got some like ethereum like the foundation people like there's a lot of pepe's that kind of invaded the foundation platform recently like over the last six seven months and some of them have come over and, you know, made crazy stuff. And I mean, it's just nuts. Like everybody wants to make a fake rare now. Um, and <laughs> Where do you think it's going? Like what, how long is it going to last? Like the, the, the series will keep, keep going. Well, it's, it's interesting because we have a deflation, deflationary asset to get in. So at some point there's going to be like a game theory that happens where it's like, do I want to destroy this fake ASF token to get into this set? I think so maybe that happens around like series 20 maybe it happens around series 30 maybe 35 it depends uh but basically we plan on keeping going until you know there's a lull like if no more submissions come in everybody wants to hold their fake asf then maybe we start volume two and start a new community coin and make fake asf like a wild card in that one where you can do some funner things with by holding it what do you have uh, coming up in Miami? So we have like a fake rares takeover at Bitcoin Miami. Um, there's a gallery, like we have like a side gallery that the magazine is helping us with. And um, yeah, it's going to be cool. We're going to basically showcase the rare peppers and fake rares in a gallery in Wynwood. Uh, that's Thursday evening, um, the second day of the conference. And then all... You know, that whole conference Wednesday through Saturday or Sunday or whatever, we have um, the NFT and art gallery at the conference. So you'll see a bunch of like Pepe's, um, you know, giant paintings. You know, I'm bringing some stuff, some drawings, stained glass work. You got like people that, I mean, there's some crazy stuff. And it's not just Pepe's, it's Bitcoin art, period. But um, we're talking about Pepe's. So like that, that's kind of the. F the focus of Bitcoin NFTs has been Pepe, so you're gonna see a big, I think, Pepe presence in that, like that part of it, and then you know all the Bitcoin art as well, um, which will be crazy. So it, yeah, it's gonna be fun, and we got a pretty big auction coming up soon that I can't really disclose, but be on the lookout for that. Um, big digital auction house, and yeah, a lot of big artists that. I think are going to blow socks off our creating fake rares right now. So it's all yeah, pretty interesting. The, the art coming out on them is just incredible. And the music. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's another thing we, we, so with X, XCP was never had like music tokens or anything. Um, and you know, music has been my passion for a long time. Uh, so that was pretty important to start doing music tokens. And we actually, through the community, we figured out ways to, you know, it started with a YouTube links and then it manifested to where you had an MP3 merged with a, with a GIF that somebody developed. And then now we're using, uh, mainly using uh, this platform called easyasset.art, which uses Rweave, which is like a, some kind of like other like, IPFS style like decentralized hosting thing where now I mean you're able to like use the block explorer and upload like giant movies like iframe NFTs um, there's all types of like just crazy stuff that wasn't done on XCP period that people have come in and developed they made wallets new 
um, yeah, Dim Zion, who's another like super like dope Bitcoin artist that people know about, but he's coming and crushed the Pepe's. And not only that, though, he created a wallet explorer that, I mean, it's just game changing. Like, it's like, an, you know, he's killing it. Like, I didn't even know this dude knew how to code. Like, he's just a sick artist, period. And now here he is, like, spinning up, like, advanced, like, XCP, like, you know. Basically, that was the main problem with XCP is you couldn't, like, see all your assets all the time. Like, it was, like, just, like, names associated with this and that if it wasn't in the directory. Um... So he spun up something where it kind of like visualizes exchange, like you know every new mint that comes out, you can like see it in a in the wallet, and that's called um, Dankset.io. So check that out. Do you think there's ever going to be any metaverse for Bitcoin <laughs> or Counterparty? I mean, I think the metaverse we are in the like that. This is the metaverse, like you know all the social media and the NFT stuff. But I, you know, I guess as far as like the virtual lands and stuff like um yeah bitcoin has virtual land stuff going on i don't know enough about it but i could see it happening and i mean besides that like another groundbreaking thing is emblem vault where you can take your xcp assets and vault them onto ethereum where they don't live, leave the bitcoin blockchain but they then are displayed in a vaulted wallet on like these other game you know like uh, you can go into crypto voxels and decentralized insomnium space, etc., and have your rare pepes displayed and used in that fashion. So you're gonna, you know, you got metaverse items like sneakers are coming out, like associated with the rare pepes. Like there's all types of just crazy. Will they stuff. be just digital sneakers, or you can get real sneakers too? You have to wait and see. <laughs> I want some Pepe sneakers. Yeah, they're. There's a lot, just like the amount of development that's gone on in XCP in the last six, seven months, I mean, is pretty wild. A lot I mean, of amount of money. Where do you think it'll be like period. 10 years from now? I don't know. I think XCP is always going to, you know, I think minting on Bitcoin, you know, as Bitcoin gets more expensive, which I think it will be, it's going to be more expensive to mint. So like getting your mints in now is kind of like ideal because it's relatively cheap, like, you don't, first of all, you don't need XCP to mint uh, using XCP. You can mint an unnamed asset and just pay the Bitcoin transaction fee. That's what I do on Freeport. <clears throat> yeah, it's like Freeport that Joe Looney spun up a few years ago as well. It's like super easy for that. Um, then if you want a named asset, um, you know, think of it, it's not exactly, but think of it like an ENS name and minted with your NFT. Um you know, that's the thing. If you look at XCP, it's when Ethereum people come over, <clears throat> excuse me, to mint, it's a totally different way of minting and looking at NFTs. So it's just like a different experience. And you got to kind of explain it to them because like it's different for me, but not really because I started on XCP and then went to ETH and Tezos and explored all these other ones. But coming from that world and over to here, it's way different. Um, you can do a lot different stuff. You can't do everything you can do on Ethereum or Tezos. Like you can't, you know, mint from a contract yet. Um, you can't, you know, do like these living art pieces that I'm aware of, like a Matt Cain's Gazers or something like that. Um, but there's a, you know, there are stuff that apparently is developing like that. But that's the thing. It's like there's no like foundation that pays people to come and develop. It's like you want to mint you know work on this stuff you work on it and then you put it out there for the people to use and that's kind of how it's been with that said there are people putting money into xcp now so there are like a little bit of development funds and stuff like that going on um you got pepe.wtf which has kind of changed the game it's kind of aggregated like the sales prices across all the different platforms you got scarce.city which has turned into like a Pepe and fake rare marketplace along with Bitcoin merchandise, which they use lightning. And then you also have lightning and XCP development going on. I mean, there's just a ton of stuff going on um, over on Bitcoin NFTs period. And then just besides XCP, you got like RGB, which is, you know, using Schnorr and Taproot and all this stuff for, you know, private and non-private NFT stuff that should be coming out soon. 
you know, you can even look at like um, Stacks blockchain. You can look at um, what's the one from Blockstream, uh, Rare Toshi. Um, you know, a lot of people are trying different things on, on Bitcoin. I think right now XCP is like <clears throat> the truest one and the only one like really working with the whole like community. So it's going to, you know, take a little bit of effort to, for the other ones to break in. But I do think like RGB is going to be an interesting thing. There's a lot of development going on. But XCP is definitely like a cool, like fun, smart contract to like mint with Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you very much for taking your time this evening to have a uh, great conversation. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.